You know when's a great time to point out great things? How about when things aren't going so great? Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates that I'm hoping you can check out. Penguins are in Vancouver today for a practice tomorrow night at 9.08 p.m. Eastern. They'll be facing the Canucks. And that's kind of okay right now. You want to take advantage of your teams when they're way, way down and there aren't many uh, anywhere in any sport right now who are lower than the Canucks. So, you know, go in there and kick the dog while it's sleeping, so to speak. And hey, uh, along the way, bring back some of that upbeat feel that was in place well, pretty much through the first period of the game in Edmonton the other night. This is a good hockey team. If I can say that now, after the couple of individually horrible periods they had on back-to-back nights in Edmonton, then in Calgary, then I can say it at any point. And the reason that it's a good hockey team still are the investments that were made this summer smartly by Ron Hextall and Brian Burke, and in turn, the concessions, the legitimate, not hyped, not narrative, the legitimate concessions that were made by the players who signed those contracts to stay in Pittsburgh and be a part of what they hope and anticipate is going to be a winner. That is to the inestimable credit of these players, beginning with, beginning with not any of the bigger names, but with Danton Heinen. Heinen absolutely unequivocally had offers markedly better than the $1 million over one year that the Penguins could put on the table. Now, I'm not going to suggest either that he was about to break the bank somewhere else, but it was a lot more. And I can tell you from covering a lot of athletes and a lot of their agents in all three major professional sports that Pittsburgh has that there is a really, really, really short list of athletes who make the kind of decision that Heinen did. So when Heinen says after the fact, as he did, that what he appreciated the most about Pittsburgh was playing for this particular coach, meaning Mike Sullivan, and with these particular players, you can and should believe him. He wasn't alone, of course. Evgeny Malkin, you'll recall, day before free agency was about to go, started getting nervous and sending messages into the public through his agent that maybe this wasn't going to work out or that he was going to go and test the open market and everything else. The next thing you know, Gino is signed. The Penguins moved. But did they move that much? No, he just wanted to stay. And that was something that I had told you all along would happen. Chris Letang kind of in a similar spot to Gino. Uh, Tanger went... And got the biggest deal out of the group of them, as I think we all could have anticipated that he would. But even he wasn't getting anywhere near the salary level that he could have gotten somewhere else. And maybe not even the total term and value of the contract that he could have gotten somewhere else. Look, we all knew that Montreal was going to come after him and Native Son. They love him up there. They cheer him, actually, even in a Pittsburgh sweater. And... It didn't happen. 
And the reason it didn't happen was that he wanted to stay. And then there was the other guy that everyone forgets about, but he came first. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. In my eyes, there's nobody who deserves more credit, not even Hextall, for what happened this summer in keeping all these players than Brian Rust. Because Rust might have been the one guy that we all saw as least likely to come back, not just because we heard those rumors that the Red Wings and Steve Eiserman were going to kind of chasing after him because he's, you know, a Michigan guy and everything else. And the Red Wings, of course, had all kinds of cap space and we're seeing that they're playing a lot better this season. He never wanted to go. In fact, he didn't leave town when the season ended, so that he could be sure that he signed a deal that I, this one, I can tell you, unlike Heinen and their other ones, this was way below what Rusty would have gotten on the open market. But he not only wanted to sign it, he didn't want there to be any kind of drama, any kind of temptation, because you know, these teams talk to these agents nonstop. There's, there's tampering goes on everywhere. I'm not sitting here accusing Iserman of anything that I wouldn't accuse anybody else of in any sport. It just happens. He didn't want to leave town until he got his deal done, and he did. And those guys are all still here. And, oh, by the way, Ricard Raquel didn't leave either. And his contract out of the whole group is probably the most market value, probably the one that he would have gotten wherever he'd gone, and it might look to some, it certainly did at the time, as if it was going to be really high, but then you see the way he's playing right now, the way he fits with the Sidney Crosby line, which incidentally was an enormous factor in the Penguins' decision to keep him to try to have a legitimate top six and allow Russ to play with Geno. But he stayed too, and he said a lot of the same things when he signed. All of these players, to date, have been really, really good. And I know, in some cases, it's anything but a surprise. Ooh, look, Gino's got 10 points in seven games. Never seen that before. Okay, okay. But when you have all of them performing that way, and everyone I've mentioned so far is doing exactly that, then you have a sense between those guys and Sid what could happen here, and what's motivating them. And that's, in and of itself, exciting. When we come back, J1Q. from Ryan Lytle who asks, is it time to move on from Jason Zucker? He can be exciting when he's on the ice, but it seems like that's few and far between and that he's paid far too much to get injured every time someone brushes up against him. 
Ryan, he's injury prone. I'm not here to debate something that can't be debated anymore. When you see an athlete get hurt again and again and again, and it's not to the same body part, like something that might be a nagging thing or a recurring thing that could be career-threatening in its own way, when it's just nonstop freak weird things, so-and-so, I, I wouldn't put it in a derisive tone the way you did, you know, where somebody's just brushing up against him. Uh, in this case, Zucker got cross-checked, and he got cross-checked something fierce, and, and he stayed in the game, and he kept playing. That's adrenaline, that's passion. It wasn't until after the game, as so often happens in sports injuries, that whatever was affected, ends up swelling and hurting a heck of a lot more. And then you get shut down by the athletic training staff. They don't leave it up to you. Ah, coach, I don't feel like going tonight. That's not how the process works. Coach only talks to the athletic trainer about injuries. And more often than not, the coach has nothing to say about it in one direction or the other. Just nods and starts making out his lineup without that player. If we're questioning Zucker's heart, then we'd have a hard time twinning these concepts of, you know, his being as uh, energetic. Uh, what was the term that you used here? Exciting when he's on the ice and then saying, you know, he doesn't want to play. So I hope nobody's doing that. I know you didn't, Ryan. This is a really good hockey player and it's exasperating to see this. And at the same time, if he were to just pop onto the ice today in Vancouver or, you know, into the game tomorrow night against the Canucks, nobody's going to be surprised. Nobody would begrudge him taking an extra couple of games off, especially in tight succession there between the one in Vancouver and then the one the following night in Seattle against the Kraken. But that's that's not the way he goes either. Uh, he plays a certain style. He's going to put himself into positions, plural, to get hurt. That's part of what you like about him. That's part of what makes him valuable. The last guy that we talked about in this way, I know the cynics want to bring up Bo Bennett. I'm not going there. But the last guy, the most recent guy that we talked about in this way was Patrick Hornquist. Let's not forget that. Uh, Hornquist did some uh, incredible things. Uh, became a Pittsburgh sports legend on one night in Nashville. He did. In the same way that Max Talbot did a few years earlier. No one can ever take those goals away from them. But he also would put himself into position, not just to get hurt, but to get like, potentially assassinated. You know, teams were trying to kill Horny. And, and there, there became a thing where he was hurt a lot. We don't talk about that as much because he did find a way to make himself available for playoff games, as did Zucker, by the way. But you look, I'm not here to argue whether or not Zucker is worth $6 million a year. He's not. He's not. And that's the contract that Jim Rutherford took on. He loved the player. I think we all can agree. We all love the player. But how do you look into a crystal ball and say, yeah, he's going to be hurt all the time. I appreciate the question. Oh, no. I mean, I actually, I didn't even answer it. The answer is, is it time to move on? Uh, it's a moot point, Ryan. He, he's in his last year of his contract. No one would take him in a trade. 
So what would you do? Just give them away? Uh, that just that wouldn't make any sense at all. Uh, you know, he is here for the remainder of this season. Might as well get behind him. Okay, now I can thank you for the question and thank everybody for listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. And we'll do another one of these tomorrow. Mm-hmm.